Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our meditation this morning is written in St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 6, beginning at the 10th verse. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. For this reason, take up the full armor of God, so that you will be able to stand on the evil day and after you have done everything to stand. Stand then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness fastened in place and with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace tied to your feet like sandals. At all times, hold up the shield of faith with which you will be able to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. Also take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. These are your words, Heavenly Father. Sanctify us through the truth. Your Word is truth. Amen. In Jesus the Christ, dear fellow redeemed. What you wear says a lot about what you expect from the day or from the future in general. If you were to come to my house and see me wearing my bib overalls, you would conclude that I'm not expecting to go to the seminary today. You would conclude, well, he's probably got a project on the house or the car, or maybe he's going to split wood, but he's not going to the seminary today. If you were to come and see me in sweatpants and a t-shirt, you might conclude that I'm going to work out today, or expecting to work out. It's probably more likely I'm not expecting to go anywhere. What you wear says a lot about what you are expecting from the day. If you were to come to my house and see me in full battle gear, camouflage uniform, body armor, weapons harness, rifle, pack on my back, helmet on my head, night vision goggles, you would conclude, Hartwig's going to war today. Are you expecting to go to war today? Now, we live in a relative time of peace. See, you know I'm not talking physically and civilly. Are you expecting spiritual warfare today? And if you are, how are you dressed? What are you wearing? 
Paul, in his letter to the Ephesians, finishes with this this word of advice for the Christians there and for you and me today. In about the middle of chapter 4, he begins to talk to the Christians about their, their earthly lives and how they are to function as Christians in this world. And he tells them to put off the way of the Gentiles and to walk as children of the light. In chapter 5, he gives explicit guidance for husbands and wives in how they're to live in that marriage relationship. At the start of chapter 6, he talks to children in their relationship with parents and parents to their children. Then slaves and their masters. Paul had all this advice for how Christians were to live in the world in their daily lives. And here in our text he says, finally. The last piece of advice that Paul had for the Ephesians in this letter was be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. Paul's assumption was that every Christian is at war. That means if you believe that Jesus lived and died for you, you are at war. And that means that these these words that God had written are words that he had written for you also. So put on the full armor of God. What Paul was using here was the illustration of a Roman soldier, which was common to the people of Ephesus, obviously, but it's pretty common to us too. We know the various parts that the Roman soldier had to his, his army, uh, his armor, his kit. Okay. The first one that Paul starts with is the belt of truth buckled around your waist. How does the belt of truth protect us from the schemes of the devil? Satan is a liar. When he lies he speaks his native tongue and there are two great lies that Satan wants every person to believe the first is that their sins are of little consequence in fact he'll even twist that sometimes so that the person believes that their sin is actually a blessing that's the lie that he came to Eve with Hey, God's holding out on you. If you just eat this fruit, it'll be of little consequence. It will actually be a blessing. You'll be like God. So Satan wants you to believe that your sins are of little or no consequence. That you don't have to worry about them in the least. That they're no danger to you. And that's a lie we often swallow hook, line, and sinker. But then once he's gotten to bite on that hook, gotten us to bite on that hook, 
then the second great lie that Satan tells us is that your guilt is too great. Your sins are of such great consequence that there's no way that someone like you can be saved. But God's word speaks against both of those lies. James tells us that our sins are of such a great consequence that one little sin, if you keep the whole law, he said, but stumble at just one point, one little sin, you're guilty of breaking it all. And so God tells you your sins are a serious matter. And that they don't just hurt you in this life, they will hurt you in the life to come. Because they separate you from me. So God wants you to hear the truth of his word and take your sins seriously. But God also comes then and shows you how seriously he has taken your sins. He took them so seriously that he sent his son to deal with them. To bear them in your place. To suffer the punishment that you deserve. And God did that. Not when you were deserving it. Not because there was anything in you that caused him to love you. He did it because he chose to do it. He chose to come and take your sins away so that all of Satan's lies would be refuted. Yes, your sins are serious. But no matter how great your guilt is, Jesus has dealt with the seriousness of those sins. When he cried out on the cross, it is finished. He was declaring to you that your sins don't have to worry you anymore. That you don't have to be anxious about what you deserve because of the choices that you've made. He was declaring to you that he loves you. That God the Father loves you. And that you are fully and freely forgiven. That's the truth. Now, Satan's going to come to you and he's going to point out that as a Christian... You're not meeting God's standard. A Christian should do better than what you're doing. If you were really a Christian, you wouldn't say and think those things. But notice the next part of the armor, the breastplate of righteousness. When Satan comes with those, those arrows, those flaming arrows of accusation, man, they can cut your heart. But God has placed this breastplate of righteousness around you. That's not your righteousness. That's Jesus' righteousness. 
He lived a perfect life in your place. So you can say, yes, saint, and what you accuse me of is true. But that's not what God sees. By faith, when God looks at me, he sees his son. And his son has done no wrong. There's the shield of faith. Quenching those ugly accusations that Satan can make against us all. So put on the full armor of God. But there's just one last point. I know I haven't addressed all the armor. We don't have time. But there's just one last point about the Roman soldier that we often forget when we look at this. Roman soldiers were trained to fight uh, shoulder to shoulder. If we're going to really picture the Roman soldier in his armor and see him how in the fullness of this illustration, you've got to picture someone standing next to you, to your right and to your left. Don't face Satan on your own. Face him with fellow soldiers of Christ who are wearing the same armor as you. Fight him together. If you're struggling with a temptation and a sin that, and you know you're losing it, get another Christian or six on your side. Your pastor is a good one to go to and have him fight on your side so that together you'll defeat the devil's schemes. God has given you these resources, his gospel, the gift of faith, so that Satan's schemes will fail against you and you will stand on the evil day. You will stand on the last day And be taken to be with Christ. May God grant you his strength so that you can stand in his mighty power. Amen. And now may the peace of God which transcends all understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus until life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace, knowing that Satan is our enemy, ready to attack us at any opportunity. Defend us with your mighty word, the sword of the Spirit. Defend us with the armor that you have given us, that we may stand in those evil days. Surround us with Christian friends who will also fight for us and defend us. And may we be empowered to fight for them also. We pray that you would grant us your spirit until we're finally with you in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.